Hello, my name is Crystal McGrath, and you are listening to the Crushing Chaos Podcast. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a drive for connection and positivity. I spend my working hours on my music career as a recording artist. I have a music school where I get to share my passion for music and performance with clients of all ages, and I coach women how to live their best life through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I love everything about wellness, business, and creativity. Some people call me crazy for doing so many things, but I call it live into my best potential. I am always full of new ideas and so thrilled to share tools, tips, and stories from inspiring women crushing the chaos in their personal and professional lives. This is a show that has everything from heartfelt stories of survival, healthy eating tips, and emotional growth, all the way to business tips, delegating, marketing, and how to grow your social media following. If you're a person striving to live your best life in all areas, then Crushing Chaos will have something for you. Grab your favorite beverage and join in on the conversation. Welcome to the Crushing Chaos Podcast. Today we have Aria Lighty. She's a creative consultant. She helps businesses market creatively. Her Marco Polo channel, The Glitter Mindset, helps women up-level in their personal business and lives. Founded the Mob Nation in 2012 in an effort to create a community and support group for fellow moms balancing their own businesses. Welcome, Aria, to the podcast. Thank you. That was a mouthful. It was a mouthful. <laughs> I know. I got it, though. <laughs> yeah, you did. You nailed it. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's just dive right into it. You're in Hawaii, the beautiful land. <laughs> so nice. And you're from there originally? Yes, I am a native Hawaiian and um, I've lived here on and off my whole life. So happy to be home now. Amazing. What's your favorite thing about Hawaii? Um, I live um, across the street from the beach. So <laughs> yeah, that sounds about my yeah. <laughs> Get to walk there every day. Um, and just the culture, just being around my people and, you know, it's just, it's just my home. It just makes my heart happy. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Well, I cannot wait to come travel there when I can come travel again. Yeah, <laughs> when everything opens up. Totally. Totally. Okay, well, let's dive into your life. Tell me a little bit about who you are and what led you to starting the Mob Nation and being an entrepreneur, working for yourself and helping other women up-level in their lives and businesses. Oh, goodness. Um, so I'm Aria Lighty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the founder of the Mob Nation, like you said, um, and I founded it in 2012, just at first because I was a brick and mortar owner and I was a single mom of a daughter who at that time was in kindergarten. And I was just thinking, what the heck am I doing trying <laughs> to do both of these roles? I am a crazy person. And I was just trying to find at least one other mom that was as crazy as I was to embark on a business adventure. And we started really small. It was actually in the Portland, Oregon area at first. We would just meet you know, around my dining table or in my art studio and um, then I started a Facebook group, which now has, um, I believe, 11,000 members. And um, we just continued to do meetups and provide support. And in 2016, I really realized that there was so much more that mom-owned businesses needed. And so we launched the Alliance, which is the paid membership version of the group. And 
we are just like a hub for all things mom-owned businesses. Like we are already busy enough balancing all the things. We don't want to have to also Google like, why is Facebook changing its algorithms or where do I find a bookkeeper or how do I hire people? Uh, So we just wanted to be that hub, that one-stop shop for uh, referrals and education resources, as well as the support for uh, the moms behind the business as well as their businesses. So it's really grown. We have, um, like I said, 11,000 members now. We have uh, 30 leaders. And before COVID, we are doing 30 meetups per month across the nation. And uh, right now we're doing all virtual, obviously, but it's really just an amazing group of women. And um, I just... I'm impressed every day by the way that they show up for each other, the way that they love each other. We've really built like our, our own micro economy because we have so many referrals. We say there's a mob for that because there really is. There's like coffee shops and authors and lawyers. Uh, and so once everybody, you know, supports each other, then there's more wealth and money to be distributed and they can continue to invest in themselves and each other and, um, especially at times like this with COVID, it's even more important to have some support like that. Absolutely. And it's it's so helpful to be able to have conversations with like-minded individuals that are on the same page or path and doing something similar, but obviously different in their own way. Um, Just the support of knowing someone else is going through a similar experience or struggle or success just makes it a lot more easier to flow through the process. Hey, Most definitely. Yeah. It's that's what a lot of people join for is just to know that they're not alone because we can feel so isolated or we can feel like we're the only one that's like dropping the ball or, you know, failing at things behind the scenes. Uh, So it's really nice to just um, be in a space where everyone's real and meets you where you're at and we all support the growth together. Yeah. And I think when you hear other people feel like they're failing and you look at them like you're doing amazing. Kind of takes that word failure and puts it to the side. And, you know, if you're both feeling that same emotion, but yet you see all their strengths and they see all your strengths, it helps take you out of that feeling of failure, which is so common and occurs quite often, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. It's so refreshing because I'll I'll see women that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have it all put together. You are just like killing it at everything. And then they're like totally vulnerable and, you know, talk about different things that they don't understand or that they drop the ball on. And then I'm like, oh oh, good. Well, if she's (laughs) making it all look good, then there's hope for the rest of us. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you started as a Facebook group and how did, what kind of tools did you use within that group to grow it so quickly and to such a large number? Um, Well, I really saw everything that was lacking in the networking space. I had tried networking with my business before and it just really didn't seem like it was meeting the needs and it felt very um, competitive and clicky. And so I really wanted to build a culture of community and collaboration over competition and really lead by example what it looks like to show up for women and to tap into that feminine energy of networking because I feel like so much of it is so such masculine energy and um, I wanted it to be about building relationships first and really connecting on a human level. So just really taking a passionate interest in each member and wanting to see their success as much as I wanted to see my own 
keeping them in mind and really getting to know everything that they do so that when somebody is looking for something specific, I can say, oh, I know somebody or 10 people that do exactly that. Like, let me connect you with them. Or if I see, you know, somebody starting to make a really awesome product, like a candle, then I can say, oh my gosh, you totally belong in these like six boutiques because the, you know, just matches the vibe or the aesthetic. So just really serving, showing up and, um, making sure that I actually took a vested interest in the people that were showing up for, for mob. Yeah. I like that. So it's about connection, right? At the end of the day, that's all we're, that's all we want as a human, as being a human is to connect with people, right? Definitely. And I always say like the connections that you make should be, uh, for you, you know, like I started out as a wardrobe stylist when I was 21. Um, I mean, but even when I was like a bartender, <laughs> all the connections that I made then, like they were, you know, people that I've not worked with that went to my art studio or now are mob members or are people that we use their venues for different um, conferences and stuff. Like they have evolved with me throughout my, you know, decade of oh my gosh, I guess over a decade of entrepreneurship. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, do the math. Wow. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it just doesn't go higher than that. Uh, yeah. So I just, um, you got to make the connections for you and build that trust and love and uh, relationship with who you are as a human. And then you can bring them into any business or venture that you decide to have because you've built that trust on the personal level. Absolutely. And I think just keeping in mind too, that every person you meet can provide you an opportunity or vice versa. You provide them an opportunity um, to support each other. Yes. Compete against each other. And I find a lot of times, you know, I'm really put off when I'm in a group and it's just like, buy this, buy that. I'm selling this. Like, no, I don't care about what you're selling. I want to know who you are. Right. Right. Yes. Exactly. Like a group setting, I find. Yeah. And I think that's what separates us and has been separating us since 2012 is, you know, of course we want to support your business and to know what you do. Um, but just teaching people and leading by example of how to market and brand themselves and build those connections and trust within the community. And, um, you know, everybody knows somebody that does what you do. So getting to know you as a person is how people decide to work with you or partner with you or support you. Yeah. So what's some advice you would have for somebody maybe just getting into the networking world online and wanting to meet people, having a giant fear block of saying hello, of being rejected, of you know trying to sell a product or a service, but without being pushy? Do you have any tips or recommendations on how people can go about that? Yes. Um, well, one, enter the room <laughs> as if you believe that everybody's already heard of you and knows who you are. Like that level of confidence and <laughs> assuredness is really like, that's what I teach my clients to do all the time. And they think it's funny when I say that, but like walk in, like you assume that they already know exactly the book that you wrote and <laughs> what you're doing there and that they're excited. Like, Oh, it's crystal that just walked in. Um, because when you carry yourself in that way, people are just drawn to you and they want to know what whatever it is you do and like whatever Crystal's doing, I need to be a part of it. Uh, And again, go relationship focused. Make sure that you're 
making the time and the conversations about the other person. People love to talk about themselves. So asking questions, uh, mirroring the things that they say back to them to show that you're listening to them. Um, And then think of like, I enter the room and I try to serve as many people as I can. So if I meet somebody, like I said, and they say, I sell candles, um, like, oh my gosh, I would love your business card because I know all of these people that I would love to introduce you to. And that is going to be so much more memorable than, you know, just starting to talk about, you know, who I am or what I do. Uh, And yeah, just confidence and be there to serve. I always try to ask myself, I try to be intentional with everything that I do. So I try to ask myself, like, what is the intent of this event? What am I trying to get out of it? And then be very intentional with all of my conversations um, so that it can reflect that. Yeah. And having intention and knowing what you want to get out of something is so helpful, especially in networking events. It really helps put the mindset in the proper focus action, right? Definitely. But just walk in there like you own the place and you will. So (laughs) I like that a lot. I I do believe in that. Have confidence, stand up tall, be bright. Um, But a lot of people I find are scared to do that. So how can you practice having confidence? Do you have any ideas on that? Um, practice having confidence. I mean, just really understand the value of what you bring and what you bring to your clients or your potential customers or anybody that you um, have a relationship with. Like really write out and discover and like deep dive into what you bring to the world, what your gifts are, what your lights are, and then like step into that power and purpose. And when you can fall in love with those things that you do, then it's so easy to have confidence about it because you know exactly what you're bringing to the table. Like I enter the room and I know exactly why people would want to know me because I know my track record of what I've been able to do for businesses. So, um, being able to just step into that power and it takes practice. It does, but it's just like, it gets easier each time. I used to never want to be the face person of the mob. I didn't really think that I had what it took to be a leader. Um, and I was like, okay, these women need me to step into this role. Like that's what they're expecting. And I also want them to do it themselves and in their own businesses. So I really have to just start showing up and leading by example. And, you know, I got up there and spoke, even though my voice was shaking and I was sweating and I felt (laughs) so awkward, but you know, people are just as nervous as you are and they're not paying attention to your little quirks or how awkward you are. Like if you want to be a big deal, then start being a big deal. And people are going to believe you're a big deal if you do. Yeah. I love that. Well said. And you know, also what else you just said about people are not paying attention to your flaws or your weaknesses. They're no. in their own head thinking about their own. <laughs> their own. <laughs> yes, it is, right. And so, you know, and I think when you show up and you give yourself permission to have confidence, it gives everybody else around you that comfort to shine and be themselves as well. Definitely. When each woman steps into their power and just shows up unapologetically them, it gives permission to each other woman that's viewing that and watching it to do that for themselves too. And that's what we really need to change the world is women just unapologetically, like radically loving themselves and uh, appreciating their gifts and putting value to themselves. Absolutely. No, that's so important. So important. So let's talk about my favorite topic, 
glitter, sparkle. <laughs> I know. I feel like I found a soul sister. I know. When I read that, I'm like, oh, the glitter mindset? Tell me more. <laughs> so let's hear What is the glitter mindset? Uh, so I was telling you before the show, like I have an obsession with glitter. And um, when I had my art studio, then uh, I really fell in love with it even more. And it was for kids. So I would always encourage them to get messy and use glitter. Um, and a lot of parents would get very upset about that. Um, but when I really started going through my mindset journey, I was thinking about glitter and, um, you know, glitter shows up, glitter sparkles, no matter what it doesn't. And then you're not afraid to get messy. And I think that that's a huge part of mindset and business and success is not being afraid of those messy bits or, you know, doing the shadow work to do some healing of your trauma and, you know, break some cycles, all the different things that go into, um, having a positive mindset. So of course there's that surface that's shiny, sparkly, glittery, uh, awesomeness that we love about glitter, but then also just not a fear of being messy and leaving a trail (laughs) wherever you go. Yeah. I really like that's well said the glitter mindset. It's don't be afraid to get messy. Get all over everything. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, just do it. Just show up big. Just make everything else shine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a glitter mindset, then you are leaving that, that trail of glitter wherever you go because you are making uh, an impact and helping uh, the world shine as well. So. Oh, that's so great. So what's the premise of your coaching program? Uh, so it's, it's all mindset. So I, I have been a creative consultant which I kind of like fell into and realized that what I was doing, I was like, oh, this is consulting and I should be charging <laughs> a lot for helping these women figure out all of these things for their business. Uh, and then when I went through my own mindset journey, I really realized how much of my business struggled just due to mindset. Like you can know all of the strategies and you can have all of these great ideas. You can have a great team around you, but if you don't feel worthy of success or open to receive or, you know, any of those just ready to to show up, uh, then you're not going to succeed. It doesn't matter what you learn if you aren't going into it with a positive mindset. So true. What do you find some of the most common struggles of your clients? What do they have? Problems with getting over or releasing or blocks to success. Do you have any any commonalities amongst clients? Yes. Uh, women undervalue themselves. They do not charge their worth at all. Um, and a lot of it is just, uh, an unworthiness that for whatever reason, women carry around based on like what society's told us and how we were raised and what we've seen. Um, there's so many limiting beliefs about, especially with like creative entrepreneurs or like heart led entrepreneurs. There's so many limiting beliefs that, you can't make a difference and make a lot of money. And so, and you know, it's also so many women don't ask for help or invest in, you know, outsourcing the things that drive them crazy. (laughs) And so they're trying to do all of it. And of course you're burnt out. And of course it's hard because you're trying to do all of the things and nobody does all of the things. And so um, just releasing some of that control and knowing that, you're worth the investment and that you can't do it all by yourself is, is usually the key, but 
if you have any, if you have any limiting beliefs about worth and value, whether that's love or relationship or joy, then it's going to translate to success and money in your business for sure. Absolutely. So working through those blocks is so important and and it's never too late to like, you're never, doesn't matter what stage you're at. It's okay to work through those blocks, right? Yes, definitely. And each time that you up level, you're going to meet those blocks again, you know? So just having that tool belt to know like how to rewrite those limiting beliefs to be able to stop yourself in the middle of that fear or scarcity mindset and say like, okay, that's not my story anymore. That used to be my story, but my story now is that I'm totally worthy of, you know, 20K months or 50K months or whatever that next up level is. Uh, Or I'm worthy of, you know, not having to work 50 hours a week. I can work 10 hours a week and (laughs) still be, you know, just as worthy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's good. Um, What are some tips on goal setting that you have? setting. Um, I prefer to say intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's great to have a goal, but, um, having intentions and being really intentional, tapping into like the energy of what you want to feel, uh, rather than having, you know, say you want to have a 10 K month this month, maybe the intention is you want to feel rich. You want to, uh, provide your clients with a lot of value, you want to be abundant, you can still have that number in mind and set the intention. But I feel like goals are so, there's so much pressure. And then there's only like these certain roadmaps to achieve that goal. Like if you're just open to receiving and to tapping into the feeling of abundance and money and joy, then I think the rest kind of falls into place, if that makes sense. Absolutely. That makes sense. No, that's great. I like the idea of setting intentions. Yeah. I always try to do that, you know, in (laughs) classes that I coach, you know, set your intention for this practice, set your intention for the day. What does it want to feel? What is it you want to achieve? Um, And I think it gives you more space with less restrictions, just like you said. Um, Goals kind of sound like, I have to make my goal. If I don't, I failed. Right. And you bring some of that chaotic energy or that like desperate energy to goals because you are so focused on that number and that's the only way you can prove to yourself that you are successful or productive. Um, But you want to just be able to set the intentions, understand that those are going to come true for you and that's what you're going to have as your reality for the month and let everything flow to you from expected and unexpected sources. Yeah, that's beautiful. So you run some mastermind groups, which have been a very trending experience all over for the past few years. Um, For those that don't know what a mastermind group is, do you want to explain and dive a little bit more into what it is and how it can benefit creatives and entrepreneurs? Definitely. Uh, I think I have learned this year that mastermind means a lot (laughs) of different things to a lot of different people. Um, But really the idea is just coming together into a group and putting all of your um, knowledge and your minds together to help each other get to your quote unquote goals (laughs) or intentions and um, help keep each other accountable And um, for mine, there's a bit of uh, coaching and consulting that 
are involved. Each week we um, go through our um, intentions from the week before and we call them micro goals. So things that we can cross off the list that get us to that overall intention that we're trying to accomplish in the 12 weeks. So if you want to write a book, your micro goal might be, you know, getting a chapter or looking at uh, cover art or something. And then, um, you get to be in the hot seat two times throughout the 12 weeks. And we, um, talk about whatever you want to talk about. And sometimes it is consulting. Like sometimes they just want me to tell them what the answer is. And sometimes it's coaching and they want me to help them, um, you know, get it out themselves. And then we set some more time. We also have a Marco Polo group chat where we just kind of hop on and talk to each other or, um, like last week we were talking a lot about target clients and doing some of that work together and saying like some of our elevator pitches so that we could, you know, perfect those. But it's just nice again, to not be alone and to have somebody tell you that you're not charging enough for that, which comes up a lot. Or like, no, don't even put that out there until you've like at least doubled the price. Don't you dare <laughs> put that out there. And um, just women cheering you on and getting super excited. Usually the micro goals are set around things that kind of put you out of your comfort zone or doing a step that you wouldn't have normally taken. So just keeping each other accountable to do those scary things. That's great. And I, this is something I always talk about is get uncomfortable because that's where the growth happens. So to mm-hmm. have someone or a group of like-minded individuals keep you accountable to being uncomfortable is an amazing thing. I think everybody should try a mastermind group in their area of industry or passion or um, whatever it is you're working on. Find like-minded people and- yes be around those people, it it really makes a big difference. It does. You have to surround yourself with people that are also up-leveling, are also putting themselves out of their comfort zone, are also going after wealth. Um, If you're not around people that are succeeding or trying the things that you're trying, you're just going to get discouraged. And, you know, you'll hear from a lot of people with negative things to say about your business ideas or your prices. So just surrounding yourself with people that are consistently talking about success and wealth and um, is pushing your limits is the key. Yeah. Well said. So I always like to end our chats with this question. If you had one message to share with the world, what would it be? Oh, one message. Um, (laughs) It is happening for you, not to you. Mm. Everything. (laughs) And once, I mean, that was a game changer for me. As soon as I really like had that mindset to everything, then that's how I just look at any failure or, you know, any, anything that comes my way. I'm like, this is happening for me, not to me. So how is this going to be something that's benefiting my life in some way. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Take the victim out of it. Yes, definitely. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me today and share all this great information. I'll make sure we put links to everything you have going on on the show notes and all over socials so that everyone can come check you out and see your sparkly little (laughs) mindset world. I love it. Yay, thank you so much. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Crushing Chaos podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot of you listening, share it on your Instagram story, and tag us at Crushing Chaos Podcast. We love to repost on our story and show appreciation to our listeners. Be sure to check out the website at www.crystalmcgrath.ca slash crushing chaos, where you can find more information on our guests and sign up for emails to stay up to date with new episodes and all the upcoming exciting new adventures. I cannot wait to connect again with you soon. Until next time. 